We haven't closed the door to the studio yet because we're going to have more guests. Okay. We're very casual here. We have uh, Dr. Bob here. Dr. Bob has been on the show before. If you want to um, see what it was like the first time he was on here, um, feel free to. I was actually thinking last night how of all the guests I've ever had, you were the most, um, I was the most timid around you. You, like should, I, you should not be timid. I know. No, well, now I'm not because I've been yeah. hanging out with you one or two days a week now for a couple months. And yeah. uh, um, just when you were in here, it's like just I felt like I was an eight-year-old with my mom telling me, like, you know, <laughs> be polite. The doctor's here. You know, chew with your mouth closed. Don't swear. And uh, now I've got to know you, and you're just a, you're just a human. Well, you know, it's funny because that's just how I feel when I come here. Oh, good. And see all these athletes here. <laughs> I was telling Dr. Bob how intimidated I was by him, how like I felt like I had to be so proper the first time he was in here. Did you have any of that? Uh, ma- maybe. And, and now that he works out with us once a week. So 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 Bob comes over um, once a week. Yeah. Oh, I, well, I try. It used, yeah. used to be Thursdays, and now you've become very flexible, and it's whenever the fuck you want. That's right. And um, he works out with us. Why do you do that? Because it's fun. I mean, it's you guys are a lot of fun. It's good enough reason. And it's uh, you guys uh, take me sort of to a different level, a different place here than I get, you know, where I usually work out. Um, someone uh, sent me this um, uh, video this morning. Tyson Oldroyd sent me this video this morning, and it's a bunch of bald eagles. Uh, more than a bunch. It's a shitload of bald eagles um, cool. visiting the back of a pickup truck that supposedly has fish in it. And I think of all the things that all these guys like Rich and Dave and Matt post with guns and shit, and they're getting all their America hard on going on. But this, for me, does it. You bet. It's like, this, a, it's like a bald eagle orgy. This, uh, uh, I apologize to our non-American um, listeners if this, if this is any way boring to you, but we're looking at a video of 20? At least. Uh, mm-hmm. Bald eagles. Um, when, when, you, when we were kids, we were told basically the bald eagle was going extinct and that you know the last few were in the United States, and now they've made a great comeback, and it is our national bird. And I don't know, for some reason, this just gets my juices flowing. These giant birds mauling the back of a pickup have truck. You ever, have you ever seen one fish in the wild? Uh, no. It's I've seen one carrying a fish. Amazing. Yeah. I saw one on an Alaskan cruise uh, one time, and they just come down. They see something that we don't see, and they hit the water and come up with a, you know, a salmon this big. So you're on, you are on a cruise ship, and you happen to just be... We saw killer whales and tons of bald eagles. Wow. It was fantastic. Do they take you to the spot and they know, like, hey, this is the, this is the time of year, look for, off to for the... For the whales, yes, for the eagles. Oh, the eagles are everywhere up there. Wow. And do you remember that as kids? Just like, hey, they're going to be extinct yeah. in 10 years and it's over. And... I never thought I'd see one. Yeah. It's amazing. I mean, I, before this video, I was a fan, but I'm a huge fan of bald eagles now. Yeah, this is impressive. Yeah, it, it stirs up a little patriotism. I mean, a little I mean, manliness. Granted, that is a short bed truck, but still, they are filling that thing to the brim. Eagles got to get in there. can't get all of them. Can't get in there. There's so many of them. It's like the entire oh, bald eagle one, population. That one just took a shit. Can you rewind a little bit? Like about Ooh. 12 seconds. That one sitting on the tailgate just took a massive deuce. Let's see if we can see that again. See that tail feather going up? <laughs> I like ooh, I like the white tail feather. It's Come a nice on, Kara. Nice of you to show up. It's like in a different color spoiler on the sports car. Kara, Kara uh, Hipskin just poked her head in, and then I think she forgot her coffee or something and left the room. Bob, you were um, people can go back and watch other show. You were a fat doctor, and now you're a hunk doctor. Um, well, skinny, skinny, doctor. skinnier doctor. Hunk I like doctor. hunk daughter. Hunk, hunk daughter. Hunk hunk daughter. <laughs> when you're a doctor it's like kind of like being a fighter pilot kind of you already have like this potential to be a hunk 
because it's like this place of like admiration and power and um people can go to you with questions that are like very important to their survival so there's like a well, I think it probably adds two or three points to your zero to ten scale, without and, a doubt. And they know you have money. That's right. There are no poor doctors. Are there poor doctors? Yes. Oh, okay. Lots of them. Really? Oh, yeah. How does that happen? Well, it's all relative. Around here, all the doctors are poor. Okay, good point. <laughs> good point. When every 19-year-old here at Facebook is making a million dollars. That's right. Okay, gotcha. Uh, Kara's in the house. Hi, everybody. Uh, Gary Roberts is sitting in for Jay, who's sitting in for Eric. I'm not sure Eric's coming back. Making the rounds. I mean, I've, I've pretty Good much, job, I, I've kissed Eric goodbye. I got a uh, DM this morning. Someone wants to talk about dairy and, 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 and the importance of dairy or, or lack of importance of dairy in the diet. Dairy. So, so dairy. So anywhere you feel like you want to just throw in some dairy knowledge. Okay, I'll drop some bobs. Be, I've got some firsthand knowledge I'll oh, give. I like that, that shirt. And then, Bo- and then Bob, you. you found CrossFit and you lost a bunch of weight lost and a then... bunch of weight got much stronger got healthier got fit uh blood pressure a little easier to control and your relationship with your um wife got stayed the same she's stayed an amazing same. woman even when i'm fat skinny healthy unhealthy she loves me no matter what the first time gary lost a bunch of weight he went to a party i want to say in oregon and um uh the state of oregon and uh uh he lost all this weight and a woman came up to him and propositioned him. I remember that episode, <laughs> yeah. And I remember him being like, holy shit. I'm like, what, he's all some chick at a party wanted to fuck me. Yeah. Um, That's how he phrased it. He didn't swear back then. <laughs> yeah, he did because I think exactly what he said was, you're fuckable now or something. That's, I think that's what <laughs> I you think said, she said. I think Doc said you're more doable. Oh, is that what it was? Yeah. Oh, you're divorced now? Yes, sir. I didn't even know that. Um, so have you noticed... Is your wife having to fend off the opposite sex from you more than? Not at all. No. No. You're you're just you're not in that situation where women can hit no, on you. I I couldn't be happier. Okay. Right now. But that doesn't mean that you couldn't still be propositioned. It just doesn't happen. I used to, when I was younger, I got uh, gay propositions all the time. <laughs> Matt, is there anything you want to say? I could just tell you wanted to ask was he getting attention from the opposite sex? Yeah. So that just answered your question, right? <laughs> One time I went in for a. Oh, man, I don't know if I should do this. Go ahead. Do it. Go for it's it. It's too late Started. now. I went into a... I'm going to leave out some of the details. I went into a, um, a doctor's office just for a checkup. I was, in, I was like 25 years old, and I had to drop trow, and the doctor touched my penis and my scrotum without gloves. That's weird, right? That's pretty weird. I mean, well, I don't have personal experience with how that's what? supposed to go down, but I feel like a glove at least should be necessary. Did yeah. it move? On my part, yeah, uh, I think I saw it pull back. Okay, I think I saw my penis pull back. It was just a little strange. Like I usually go in there and I'm like, some guy's gonna touch your dick. It's cool, he, you know, whatever. Just be cool with it. Acts so cool. You I'm know getting what I mean? anxiety thinking about it right now. <laughs> but no gloves. Yeah, that's weird. Yeah, that's weird. Was he checking for a hernia or checking for a testicular mass? <laughs> Doctor Bob, I do not know. What did he do. just squeeze your balls or did he take a finger and push it up? scrotum to find your external ring there was no pushing and, and have you cough but he did he, he touched the scrotum and he did move my penis back and forth <laughs> I, I think that was just a bonus <laughs> did, did, did you by chance practice that motion in the mirror last night i just it was um it seemed out of uh this is just a little different than last time i know yeah. i know greg told me that one of the greg and i've talked you know we talk every day about healthcare and, yeah. and one of the things that he's he's spoken to me about at length is there was a point in time and i don't know what the year is um where 
doctors started washing their hands and before then they didn't wash their hands and that was like this monumental shift in um and disease transmission right yes and like now it seems mind-boggling that any doctor would not wash his hands because they have that whole 20 minute thing you guys do where you squirt all the iodine on you and shit right don't even do that anymore now it's alcohol foam one scrub in the morning takes about two minutes mm. and you're good and you're good i mean between procedures you're good if you're going to go and do another procedure bam another quick one with the alcohol okay if you're if you're that's if you're a surgeon and you're going to be gloving up. If you're like me and you're sort of moving from patient to patient and you're always touching different things, we probably wash our hand 50 times a day. With what? Alcohol foam. Okay. Can I get and that? And you just at, have that in the room, yeah, right? Yeah, just cans of it everywhere. You can't walk through the hospital without seeing it mounted all over the walls. Um, can you get that at CVS or? Yeah, it's like Purell. Same stuff. Do you use that at your house? I do. You do? Um, I thought that if you over cleansed your hands, there was some negative effect. Like, well, they can get dry and cracked. No, but how about like if you remove the good bacteria too? No, there's no good bacteria on your hands. Okay. All right. Great. Good to know. I started to get super dry and cracked when I was in Guatemala because all I had was Purell. It'll do it. Traveling. And it was just like all of a sudden it was like my hands started to get really What gross. you have to do is Purell and then moisturize. Ah. So are Tip. we, we going to land the plane on the... I mean, sorry. I, um, something. I was, I was trying to forget. Something about happened. That. We know the show is, the, is the show is very um, has just started. We know we're going to talk about dairy in the future. We know Bob's here for a second visit. We know that Gary is divorced. We know that Bob doesn't get hit on except by gay dudes, and we know that it was probably not um, protocol to touch my penis without a glove. We've mm. covered a lot of territory already. We've only been doing this ten minutes. Second I'm glad party. we could work your penis into this. <laughs> and scrotum. And we know that it's not so much guns that get me off and give me patriotism, but it's... Eagles. Eagles. Hmm. Cool animal. Were, were you here for the eagles? Mm-mm. Mm. Cool eagles. When it's, I walked in, there was something on the screen, though. That was the eagles. Okay. It was guy shit. Oh, gotcha. You posted that picture of us. On, I did. I, I saw on Bob's Instagram. That's cool. Was that yesterday? That was yesterday, <laughs> and uh, one of my uh, friends uh, said, I've never seen his teeth. Does he ever smile? No, I hide them. Why? I hide them. Why? I don't want to talk about that. Oh, Angie. Nice. Oh, man. I look I look like my grandmother. <laughs> I like that shirt. Where, where did that shirt come from? You know where that shirt came that's, from. That's a Dave shirt, isn't it? Uh, Dave sent me that shirt, and um, it's so big on me that I, I when I responded to him in a text message, um, thanks for the night shirt. Um. <laughs> And he responded, send it back, asshole, or something something along those lines. It's kind of like the shirt that Haley gave me. It's a nightie. <laughs> the, oh, the podcast shirt? Mm-hmm. The, uh, you look buff in that. Eh, I don't know if that, that would be my first description of it. Had, did you, did it was you see Matt in it? Yeah, I thought it was fine. Did that you thing, think you look buff in it? Yeah. That thing was hanging off of me. That is a big sh- I'm not like that big of a person. Well, you take need some, to get bigger. Take some scissors, <laughs> take some scissors and cut. Uh, we'll see. I'm stoked on this shirt. If I can give a shout out, CrossFit yeah, Russia. Cool. Is that the Instagram Someone's, handle at CrossFit Russia? Yeah, they they actually cool. do a great job. Do a wonderful job. I mean, actually, we do a great job with our Instagram handle in Russia. We do a great job, Dmitry Andreukin. Man, wow. I'm out there. Well done. Um, yesterday, you and I got into a discussion about the podcast with Mike Suhudonik. Yes. And Craig Bax. And during that interview, I asked Craig Bax um, some questions about insurance. When I do the simple 
um, ignorant math in my head. I would assume that an insurance carrier would want all the people who have insurance with them to be healthy. That way they don't come to the hospital and they get to keep all my money. Same with, with like car insurance. Like I never get in a fucking car accident. I'm a f- amazing driver, right? So my insurance must love me, right? Because I'm not taxing the system. Are hospitals the same way? Like if you don't use it? Yeah, like is Kaiser stoked that my mom is healthy and doesn't go over there and tax their shit? Well, yes and no. If you're a Kaiser hospital, if you're an HMO hospital, you're happy if your hospital's empty. You're- What's HMO stand for? Health maintenance organization. So okay. you have your group of patients pays a set fee every month. And for that set fee, this HMO is going to take care of you and keep you healthy. If you get sick, they're going to bring you in. They're going to do whatever they need to do to make you better and then send you back out. They make more money if you stay well. A typical hospital that you might be used to makes more money if you're sick. They want a high census. They're making more money if they're full. The HMO is making more money if they're empty. And why do they make more money if they're full? Where do they get their payments from? From doing procedures and taking care of patients, doing operations, doing cardiac caths. Ah, so, okay, so Kaiser is not only the insurance carrier, but they're the hospital. They're the provider of the care At the same well. time, That's okay. Right. And, and a PPO is when the hospital is separate. Right. You've got insurance, you've insurance got a hospital. Carrier. So patients come to the hospital, they get treatment, an insurance company pays the hospital. And so they have to worry about hospitals actually overbilling or like doing some dirty shit. Yes. Right? There has to be like some sort of crazy audit. There's all kinds of oversight. You can't believe it. And and the oversight, um, I, I think if, if I've heard this right, I've heard that the oversight is 66% of like basically... I don't know if oversight's over. Admin is 66% of hospital care. I don't don't know if that number's exactly right, but it's huge. Yeah, I heard it's a lot larger than the care. Yes. Yes. Can you you tell me what oversight is? Well, overhead, I think, is what he's talking about. um, Like the administration. Administrative cost is greater than the cost of the the money that's being spent on patient care. Mm. Two two different things, though, right? There's there's overhead, that's keeping the lights on, right? Gotcha. And then there's oversight, which is part of overhead, and that's making sure that Dr. Bob isn't charging for 36 Oxycontins when he only gave 12. Yes. Right? There's a a huge feedback loop, and everything goes around and around in a circle 100 times before any money changes hands. Crazy. I don't don't remember who my insurance care provider is or was, but I used to get these... um, notices if, uh, that would say your doctor bill was $3,600. We negotiated it down to 1395. Like literally like they, they got like $3,400 off. And I'm thinking to myself, two things. One, I don't want you negotiating my shit down. I want my doctor getting paid full price. Yeah. And two, like you didn't save me any money. I have insurance. Like, right. you know what I mean? Like what the fuck are you talking mm-hmm. about? You negotiated my, 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 my fee hmm. down. Do you know what I'm talking about? Have yeah. you seen those? Yes. More than likely, one of two things happened. Either the doctor already had a contract with your insurance provider right. for a reduced rate, okay. which is what we generally do, or they just refused to pay. He was out of network and they said, this is all we're going to pay. So it's a game. It's a total game. Even behind the curtain. Yeah. It's crazy. It's not, um, 
So, so you may, and I may go in for the same procedure, two different insurance carriers, same hospital, and the, and the money that switches hands will be totally different? Completely different. And it can be orders of magnitude in difference. Mm-hmm. You, maybe your bill uh, is $12,000 and the whole thing gets paid and my insurance winds up paying the same guy for doing the same procedure $2,000. And that'll never happen if you go in and buy a new Toyota 4Runner today. You and I will pay within a couple thousand dollars for sure the same price. Yes. Right? Yes. Yeah, it's bullshit. It's it's um it's it sounds mob. It sounds like mafia well, shit. Well, it, it's Mo- just disorganized chaos. Hmm. Convoluted. <clears throat> Extremely convoluted. First word that comes to my mind. Um Dave Chappelle just released his Netflix two comedy shows. Have you seen them? I haven't, but he's a smart man. They came out two days ago. Put, putting that on the list. I of, seen oh, it. you should watch it tonight. Okay. It's a it's a one hour show. I um I spent uh, about two and a half hours. And there's two of them. Uh, yeah, there's two of them. I spent okay. I spent two and a half hours watching the first show. Um, I'm gonna just send this over to Gary right now so you can see um, what other shit. Why it takes two and a half hours at my house <laughs> <laughs> um, to watch a a one hour show. Gary, can I send you a text and you put this on the screen? Yeah, you sure. the man. You know, Eric was good at this. You know, we just, we, Eric was the engineer and he, he was good. We, I mean, he set all this up. He didn't know what he was doing. You know, he, he was a, he, he's a filmmaker. He's not a podcast engineer. And we threw him in the fire and, and he set it up and did good. And then Jay came in and Jay was good. Yeah. Jay was pretty good. Bad mic problems with this mic though. Last podcast. With, uh, with Sue Hudonic? Yes. Oh, mm-hmm. and now you got it? Yeah. That's funny. That was always you're our first fucking guest. You think because you work out with us every day, you can critique our mic right in our own fucking house? Um, save those comments for YouTube. We don't even get negative comments on YouTube. Was it really bad? What happened? You just kept cutting out. Oh, that sucks. We um, we, it's since been worked on. That was. I watch it and I never hear mic problems. You're, You're paying attention. I am. What'd you say? <laughs> um, I think the audio also sounds different where you watch it, like YouTube versus iTunes. But dropping out, Just did audio. you watch it on iTunes or YouTube? No, I watched it on CrossFit. Oh. On the journal. Okay. On the journal, okay. I always watch it on YouTube. I found all those behind the scenes, by the way. You did? Found them all. Speaking of the behind the scenes, the new behind the scenes are complete. Um, we have, uh, it's going to be six episodes this year. They're, I think they're all about an hour, hour and a half long. Have you watched them? Mm-hmm. Um, I haven't watched them yet, um, but Dave already watched episode one, and there was a bunch of edits he wants to put in there. Okay. There's some, uh, there's some stuff in there where um, I guess I was making fun of some Reebok gear or something. He okay. says it was it's, it's not cool, and, and it was it was lighthearted. I love my, I love my Reebok. I love my Nano twos. I love my Nano twos until I puked all over them the other night. You did puke. Oh, it was the yeah. I know what it was. You puked on New Year's Eve, and you weren't even you didn't even drink. No. Food poisoning. Food poisoning or something. Can you take a pill to cure food poisoning? No. Like, no. 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 You kind of want can, it out of your system You anyway. do. In fact, you don't want to take a pill. You don't want to do anything that's going to keep that stuff inside. That's your body telling you this has got to go. Yeah, it felt like my body was trying to expel everything yes, inside. It <laughs> I know and it, it was that. successful. Flying colors. <laughs> It's it's such a it's such a unique feeling when it when it sets in. All of a sudden, you feel like the like if your if your stomach is a bucket, 
construction construction if your stomach's a bucket and at the bottom of the bucket it goes out to your anus let's say yes it feels like someone screwed that shut well it depends on <laughs> on your symptoms sometimes that valve is wide open i was gonna say i was <laughs> i was i was i was clear for launch okay so so for me when i get food poisoning it feels like someone closed that valve up okay and there starts to become this bloating in my stomach uh -huh. like i have like stomach torsion or something yeah and it just gets bigger and bigger until it's like you need to throw up yeah my my stomach felt just about the point where it was going to yeah. burst what is that really it's you've got hypomotility the stomach is just filling up and there's probably a lot of bacteria in there and there's a lot of fermentation going on and you're building up a lot of gas and you're basically blowing up a balloon <laughs> and then and then it's got to get out of there then you deflate Wait, I don't think that's the right one. Is that what I sent you? Oh, perfect. I think I, I shot it. Um, Gary just put an image up on the screen. I that that's um, um, portrait. I think I shot it panoramic. The lens. Thank you. Sorry, I I know it's it's tough for me to text you video in the middle of the show and have you pop it up. I appreciate it. Okay, so um, so there's nothing I can take that like helps me win the battle. No, what you need to do is just treat your symptoms. Um, drink water and vomit. Drink water and vomit. Stay wow. hydrated. And and is it it's something? It's something. It's like you ate poop. <laughs> More than likely, you Equal, ate poop. Yeah. Poop, like literally feces. Fecal <laughs> yeah. matter causes that, right? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. yeah, I mean, this is all spot on. Sounds like my New Year's Eve. Bummer, dude. Hmm. Welcome to 2018. So. It, <sighs> So if you eat ass as part of like your sexual <laughs> appetite, you're, is that tis the season? I have never, never thought about that. <laughs> I want to be clear. I don't do that. But I'm just saying hypothetically, yeah. if you were to. Is it human feces or is it well, like, is E. coli feces? That's an E. coli rich environment. So <laughs> I'm going to guess that. Yeah, Spoken like a true yeah. doctor. Yeah. Oh. He said that very professionally. Well, that's what I do for a living. <laughs> yeah. So, so that that could be a big source of food poisoning. I guess it could. And you had food poisoning last week, two, two, two three nights ago. Did yeah. You, is there any? I don't want to get too personal with you. Smoke sausage. So I was trying to figure out yeah. the loophole did here. Did you? Yeah, I didn't really tell a lot of people. I told I told Doctor Bob though. Did you? Um, <laughs> was there any? Do you? Can you think of anything that you did that would have put you in your mouth in direct proximity with feces prior to? Feces with the E. coli breeding ground feces. <laughs> yeah, the E. coli rich environment. <laughs> e. coli rich environment. It, whatever you. Well, ate see, fee you got to remember, feces travels. Right. Feces, of course. Right. It travels, and it can start out inside, uh, you know, Joe Blow's gut, and mm -hmm. he works in a restaurant, and he goes to the bathroom, and he's not so sanitary in there, and then he comes out, and he makes your sandwich, and you take that sandwich home when you eat it, and you know, so it travels. So you're throwing Matt a lifeline. Yeah. yeah, he didn't have to be eating ass. <laughs> okay, follow-up question here. So I didn't make it home on my first round of vomiting. I basically pulled over on the side of the side of the road and vomited around my truck until I made it to the sidewalk. Oh, you're like you didn't get arrested. I, I, I absolutely was. Some kids rode by on their bikes and like laughed at me. Oh, yeah. And I, I was like, I'm thankful that's all that happened. And like, Bailey's like, I'll drive. I'm like, just get in the car. Let's get out of here. But anyways, I came back the next day, and it looked like it had been ravaged by crows similar to our story told this morning crows are disgusting animals is there a chance that those crows could get food poisoning Ooh, their stomachs I'm are gonna, probably i'm gonna, gonna guess so yeah good yeah, yeah that's awesome good. 
There you go. They deserve it. Okay, so this is this is this video right here. This is was going on the entire time I was trying to watch. And um, there's another participant too. Oh. I don't know where he is. Nice. The whole time oh. I'm trying to watch the Dave Chappelle show. Hmm, I wonder where they got that stuff. So this is uh. <laughs> that, was a, that was a flying knee. <laughs> That's pretty amazing, right? Yeah. Uh, no kids were hurt um, in the making of this uh, film. <laughs> <laughs> is this like positive reinforcing for Avi that you're filming it? It's like, uh, are you laughing when this is happening? I, I'm, I'm holding my mouth shut. Okay. Like, I can't fucking <laughs> believe what I'm seeing. Oh, <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> I said, Dr. Dr. Bob, you're concerned. I can see a little. No, no, I, no I have four younger brothers. I mean, okay. we just oh, beat the go. shit out of each other all the time. Okay. It doesn't seem like a lot really shakes you, uh, Dr. Bob. Yeah. Well, this is, we're putting him to the test right now. Keep, um, keep trying. Yesterday, you sent me a video. So, so last time you were on, we talked about your son was a dancer. Yes, and he doesn't do CrossFit. No, he no, he's a weightlifter during the summer when he's got time, and the rest of the time is just uh, dancing. And um, and you sent me he, he's uh, he was dancing with a group of maybe tw twenty other. Yeah. And in the video, I couldn't tell how old those everyone was. How old they're all they? college kids. They're uh, you know uh, eighteen, nineteen, twenty. Okay. Did you film that? No. I've never seen him live. He just sends me those videos. Oh, wow. Oh, that makes me feel so much better. You're, wow. You're not as good of a parent as I thought you were. Well, I'm, pr I'm pretty good. <laughs> this is like, it's like competition between parents? I, a little bit. I was com actually comparing him to my parents because I was going to complain about my parents a little bit. Um, did you send that to me in an email? I sent it to you in an email. Okay, let me see if I can find that. Can you do email too, Gary? I'm telling you, this is <laughs> this is the worst uh, preparation. People are always saying that we don't prepare for the show. I actually do prepare for the show, but just not this one. Emails the best. Yeah, we walk out into the garage, take the hammer, go to town, and ready to go. <laughs> you, Ouch. thanks, Kara. Your um, so so your son goes to college. Yes. And he dances. Yep. And it looks like he's um headed towards a, a professional dance career. No, probably not. In fact, no? I asked him about that. He's a computer science major. And okay. He, he's, you know, wants to do computer stuff. He says this is just a hobby. Um, I don't know a lot about dancing, but from the, his placement in the routine, it looked like he was in a, um, a primary location. He was up in the front like he was one of the significant players. He's a significant player in this group. He's their artistic director and does the majority of the cho mm, uh, choreography. Cool. Wow. Oh, yes. Do we get to watch? Oh, so that's the creative. Okay. Um, when you see God, him, I will you I tell us that. to pause so we can point him out? Uh, yeah, that's him right there. Cool. Do you see him, Gary? He's got the black hat on with the white writing on it. Do you know what it says on his hat? I don't. Keep playing or pause? Yeah, sure. Play, play this yeah, out. It, it's, it's long. It's cool. So you don't work out with your son? Uh, he won't let me. Did you ever play any sports with him? Uh, no. I was a baseball, a little league dad. I mean, it was there a lot for him. I used to catch... Um, when he pitched. Oh, so you did do that. That was fun. Yeah, he's a good pitcher. Um, but no racquetball? No. No bench press in the garage? No, he won't let me do it with him. I'd love to. Um, It'll come. Oh, he's when, fucking when old. He's, he's, he's into like chicks. It, that window's closed. Are you kidding me? No. His girlfriend is a, a, a director also. Let me see if I can pick her out. I think that might be her. How does okay. he have time to do choreography and computer science? He's a smart kid. Yeah. Yeah. 
Uh, are you smart or your wife smart? Ooh, we're both smart. Yeah, scans. Yeah. Scan your wife say physician. My wife's really smart. Yeah. What is she? What, what's She's her? She's a radiologist. Th- that's X-rays. Yeah. Um. So. Yeah, that's Did, her, did that's you ever work out with your dad? Oh no. No. <laughs> My dad never worked out. Did you do anything physical with your dad? Uh, y Indian guides and a little bit of Cub Scouts. What's the word you said? Y Indian guides. Did you guys have that when you were growing up? No, it's like of it. before Cub Scouts. You wear a headband with feathers and you go camping and uh, do Indian stuff. Oh, Sounds that was fun. That was the that was the first group that got shut down for pedophilia. <laughs> <laughs> no, my dad was not a. He was a. You know, he's a. A distant dad. He wasn't a close dad. Did you wrestle with him as a as a little kid? Yeah, I've got some great pictures of that somewhere yeah. with all five boys jumping on him at one time. <laughs> um, did you, do you do sports with your dad? I don't know my dad. Oh, uh, did you do sports with your mom? Uh, no. Well, that guess better. My stepdad, yeah, he coached me a lot. But did you ever do like racquetball with him? Um, racquetball. No, it was like basketball. I think basketball was the one I played a lot. Yeah, played a lot of basketball. Like broed out with your dad? No, not my dad. My stepdad. Same thing. You know what no. I'm saying. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. Did you do sports with your parents? Mm-hmm. Yeah, with my dad. That's so He cool. used to coach our soccer teams and stuff like that. And so you'd go out and kick the ball with him. Totally. He played goalie. Yeah. You'd fucking try to he, crush him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He's more of like a hiker. He like We like going on, on hikes when I was growing up. But he'll do CrossFit now if I go home. He will. Yeah, and I talk him into it. And you just crush his soul like you do, like you do all of us downstairs uh, I, no no i just make sure he's moving well yeah he's got you know tweaks and he's always been an active guy so i just try to make sure he's moving correctly and, and gary did you do any sports with your dad I, uh, actually no no you did some crossfit with him didn't you no, no not when he was younger no, though no, no no are you about to start crying no. i just kind of, i never actually thought about that question but no i literally had no father role with sports so i was a skateboarder why are your eyes all watery and shit were you yawning are you tired no i'm just just trying to check my levels make sure i got all right he's thinking about he's thinking about his (laughs) girlfriend back there that's why does he look emotional to you guys you were just trying to make him cry no not at all gary you're killing it right now I'm just trying to manage how about you he's djing over there no sport playing no but you said you you've You've said, you've told me in on the show and outside that you've had very, very, like the males in your family were very close. Like your uncles and your father played a big role I in played, growing up. Uh, I played and, a ton of football with one of my uncles. Cool. Like just a shit ton. That's cool. Like every weekend outside. Like throwing, Yeah, for hours yeah. and hours. But never really anything with that. Tons of wrestling as a kid. Um, but my, my parents were workaholics. Mm-hmm. Yeah, my dad was too. That's what they did. And you, you only have a sister, right? They worked. My dad would take a skiing, but I but I wouldn't ski with him. But he took a skiing a shitload. Did you didn't you didn't play any organized sports growing up? Uh, I played soccer one year. Um, I got in an accident, a bicycle accident when I was. Is that the scar? Yeah, I've always wondered. When I was seven, why didn't you ask? I just I is, is I've wanted the, to, and then just there's never a right time. Okay, I always thought Haley gave it to you. I had a subdermal hematoma. Subdural hematoma. Yeah, that's wow. what I said. Wow. Subdural hematoma. Under, and, under the dura. Yep, that's what I was thinking. <laughs> and uh, basically, I was seven years old. I was riding my bike. Um, 
my my mom had given me the bike and my dad was going to give me a helmet the very next day <laughs> and i was riding the bike and i was oh, coming shit. down a hill and i saw a car coming in the intersection in front of me and i slammed on the brakes and i didn't think i was going to stop in t- time so i just jumped off the side and i hit my head on the corner of the curb oh mm. yeah and um sporadically for blood the next everywhere? 10 or tw- no no blood Really? Sporadically for the next 10 or 12 hours, I remember like waking up and vomiting. Yeah. And then I woke up like four or five days later. No way. Getting bigger and bigger and bigger. And I yeah. said, um, I was in the hospital and I remember it like, what's, I just oh. remember waking up and saying to the nurse, my no one was there. My family had gone after four or five days. No one was there anymore. Oh. <laughs> and uh, I had to get back to work. <laughs> yeah. And uh, I remember asking the nurse, what's today? And she goes, it's Thursday. And I go, is it 8 o'clock yet? And she goes, it's 11.30. And I realized I had missed The Incredible Hulk. Oh. <laughs> I was devastated. You're not going to like me when I'm angry. Yeah. Oh, so then yes. the, scar, the scar is not from the fall. It's from a surgery after? They cut that horseshoe in the side of your head, peel down the flap. I'm oh, right, doctor, to release the pressure off your brain. Yep. Um, then Probably they, just did a burr hole in your skull. That too. Yeah. And with some tubes coming out mm-hmm. and blood drains out. Mm-hmm. Um, they staple it back shut. And you sure it was a subdural, not an epidural hematoma? Uh, that was the... I, they said I, subdural? Yeah. Well, okay. I, you know, I've been telling people it's subdermal until you told me it's subdural for the last... Uh, <laughs> subdermal is under the skin. 33 years, yeah. It was bad. They they they, they, my, they didn't give my good... Par- they told my parents that I won't be coming back the same kid. Really? That I... Maybe you didn't. Went away. I know. Do they think that's true? <laughs> <laughs> Do my, they say that's true? My editor broke. <laughs> Um, no filter, <laughs> gone. Uh, I um, recently recently Avi broke his arm. Yeah, and I watched um, now whenever he hurts, and, and he got his cast off about seven or eight weeks ago. And I watch every time he hurts himself, no matter where he hurts himself. Now he goes like this. So he bangs his face. He grabs his arm. He stubs his toe. He grabs his arm. So I know there's some. Yeah, something happened to me. What happened to me? I don't know. But I was basically told I couldn't play sports, to answer your question, Matt, mm. because I couldn't risk it a blow to the head. Oh, wow. Yeah. No. Not I mean, true. I don't, I don't see why not. I mean, right. once it's fixed, it's fixed. Well, I turned into a world-class pussy after that. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> yeah, it wasn't good. It wasn't but you good. could still wrestle? I mean, I had I had cousins and my uncles, and I right, and, okay. I, and, I, and, I, and I did actually wrestle a little bit in high school. But I mean, like I did, wasn't allowed to play baseball or softball or soccer right, or football so. or anything that would, could, you know. Um, I played one year of soccer, and uh, they told me never to head the ball, and just you know, mm-hmm. it was just overprotective. And my parents were both ba- basically foreigners, you know, um, just grinding, working. I didn't have any guidance in that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, in if you're way. told not to do something like that, then you just stay away. I would assume. Okay, everything makes so much more sense now. So so working here, do we have a PPO, do you know, or an HMO? Does anyone know? Like, well, how do we work? We just got a new card. PPO. We have PPO? PPO. Never so, used it. So our doctors want us to come in. Yes. But they're not making shit off us because no one at CrossFit, we're like, we don't get sick. That's right. Okay. I mean, Doc, you told me I was dehydrated yesterday. That's probably the most medical advice I've sought. In you the needed, last you five needed, years. But you needed that advice. You looked patient. It really helped, yeah. yeah. You probably were really dehydrated after I the New I think I still am. The food poisoning. Mm-hmm. What did you see that made you think he was dehydrated? He just looked a little pasty, a little tired. How does he look and now? he said his urine was atomic yellow colored. So. Atomic yellow, yeah. Did he use that word? Yeah. You're a poet. Atomic yellow. Uh, so, so, so you didn't do sports with your dad, but you have a craving to do it with your son, something. Yeah. 
Yeah. Like to go for a mile run, some pull-ups. Well, I don't know about a mile run, but some pull-ups would be great. Some assault, <laughs> some assault bike. Yeah, that'd be fun. I mean, I had a great time, uh, you know, teaching him how to pitch and coaching him a little bit when he was a little eager. That was a lot of fun. I really miss that. We had talked early on when you came in. I had mentioned to you um, about uh, Travis Christofferson. Yes. Um, he wrote the book Tripping Over the Truth. Yes, a, a remarkable book. Um, and um, it was inspired by um, uh, Thomas Seafried, Otto Warburg, and there was another guy, Ped Pedersen? Yes, yeah. He was kind of the ignored guy. He was he was sort of pushing the metabolic theory early. So, so I have the... Um, so I listened to the book, Tripping Over the Truth, on um, Audible? Audible, 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 or iTunes. Big like Audible that. fan. And, and when I listened to the whole book, I'm like, "Wow, I really get this. This is really cool." It's chock full of information. And then, where's my backpack? Oh, and then so, and then I knew I, and then this was like a year ago, and so then I knew you were coming on the show, so I got the Cliff Notes. Oh, the summary book. <laughs> I oh, bought I'd, that too. I'd like to have that. That's yours. They're so full of information. <laughs> Holy shit! Yeah. You have to have a brain. <laughs> That's pretty yeah. cool. So, so, so Travis's book. I feel like I understand because there's a lot of anecdotal stories in there. Yes. This, this he's using, he's talking about somatic mutation theory versus metabolic theory, and yes. then he doesn't break them down. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, well, I'm lost. The SMT is just the genetic theory of cancer that you've got oncogenes that turn your cells into cancer cells. I mean, that's kind of the way that I take it. And then there's the metabolic theory, which is that it's not the genes themselves, but it's the metabolic process in the cell itself that causes the cancer. Um, and, and they make a good argument for it in the book. There was, what I remember most about the book was, I, I don't know if you remember this or not, there's a remarkable set of experiments where, and I wish I could remember their name, but they took healthy cells and cancer cells. And what they did was they took the nuclear material, which would be the SMT or the genetic theory of mm -hmm. cancer. They took the nuclear material out of healthy cells, <laughs> took it out, took the nuclear material from cancer cells, put it in the healthy cells, mm. and the cells stayed healthy. Mm. Okay. Then they took the metabolic material from the healthy cells out and took metabolic material from the cancer cells, put it in the healthy cells, and they became cancer cells. Mm. They did a, a whole bunch of other things too to disprove any lab errors and things like that. But that's the remarkable part of the experiment is that they, to me, showed that it was a metabolic process, a process occurring in the mitochondria and not in the nucleus mm -hmm. that was causing the cancer. Let's, let's lay some foundation out here um, real quick if we can. And I'll say the broad sweeping stuff and you can say you don't agree, but the spirit of it might be right um, or not. 99% of all research goes to this money goes to this other way, this um, somatic mutation theory, yes, right? Yes. And that's the prevalent belief amongst um, physicians and doctors worldwide circling on this planet Earth. I would say the vast majority of money goes to that. And, and there's just such a huge base built on that theory. And, 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 and within that theory, the belief, the belief is, is that cancer is genetic. Yes. Um, and then there's this opposing theory called the metabolic theory that really picked up um, steam in 1930 something when Otto Warburg did his research yes. that showed that cancer was a... It was a metabolic process 
that cancer cells preferentially used glycolysis, which is anaerobic metabolism, to process energy. And they were unable to use oxygen to process energy, which makes them different than a regular cell. And so in this, in this metabolic theory that Otto Warburg was presenting, it was the mitochondria is damaged first and then the nucleus of the cell gets damaged. Well, I don't that, know if the nucleus of the cell gets damaged, but certainly the mitochondria it starts are, there. Are, are damaged. Right. And in this, in this other theory, this one that's the prevalent theory today that we use chemotherapy um, to, to fight, the damage starts in the nucleus. Yes. The, well, through, yeah, a genetic, through a genetic mutation. Yeah, they're either genetic mutation or they're just pre-existing oncogenes that become activated somehow. Okay. And the other thing that I learned from this book that I didn't know is that if you take a tumor and you look for cancer markers in the nucleus, you're going to find a certain set of cancer markers in a cell that's here. And then if you look at a cell right next to it in the same tumor, you're going to find a completely different set of cancer markers. This might have 14 oncogenes activated. This one might have only one oncogene activated. So... And they might not have any crossover at all. So if you're trying to develop targeted therapy that is going to go in and attack a certain genetic marker in a tumor, you've got to target each cell individually because they're all different. And there's the, and the implications there is that the treatment... Targeted therapy would not work. I mean, I mean, you're going to miss something. Yeah, you're going to miss something. You have to remember mm-hmm. this is not my area of specialty, and I'm I'm reading this with just a little bit more scientific knowledge than you have. No, a lot. But more that about that was a <laughs> it was a remarkable thing to me. What um, oncogene? Oncogene is a gene that causes cancer. Okay. So that's all cancers start with an oncogene. Well, I don't know the answer to that question, but that's that was that's what the SMT says that there that there are genes that cause cancer. Is this um, when doctors see tripping over the truth or they see Seafried's work, do they see quack? Because when I read it, it makes sense. Eight plus eight is 16, but I mean, I'm no doctor. Okay. As a doctor who's not an oncologist, when I read it and read about Seafried's work, it did not strike me as quackery. It struck me as good science. Right. And why, just a cursory thought, just off the top of your head, why if this was nailed if this was brought up in 1933 or whatever and Otto Warburg won the Nobel Prize why can't this get traction I I don't know I mean that set of experiments I talked about was just buried I mean they did it their data looked good and it just kind of disappeared let's get, go ahead let, let's go no you go ahead well, I'm not I was gonna just going to talk about the the I don't know if you remember they talked about uh, three um, BP uh, three bromo peruvate. Yep. Yeah. Okay. It's I a, have no idea what that is, but I remember well, that part. It's a. One second. Here. It's a, a metabolic poison for glycolysis. Okay. And they treated this kid who had these just widespread sarcomas, and his tumors just melted away. Right. And it's 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 not a targeted genetic therapy. It is a targeted metabolic therapy, and it's never really been studied in in great detail. Completely non toxic. To normal cells. When, if the metabolic theory is correct, then the implications are that it's lifestyle and nutrition, right? 
Well, not, lifestyle and nutrition can affect it for sure. What, what other? I mean, isn't it? Isn't basic? Basically, mitochondria are, are where they're the engines of each cell, right? They are the engines of the cell. That's where engine. That's where energy is processed. And um, you want to give them good fuel. Good fuel. And if you give them bad fuel, fructose. That's where the. Well, I don't know if there's any science behind that. To, okay. To, I mean, you, you would guess that that might be true, but I don't know if there's any science behind that. What do you think, Kara? I mean, I, I, she's I, no doctor. I don't she can say yeah, whatever no, she wants. I'm no doctor. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know specific research that has gone into that. I can't, you know, sit here and list off people and things like that. But I would argue that, like Seafried and um, Christofferson are saying that. You know, it's nutrition. What you put into your body is going to go into those cells and, and it's going to affect them in a certain way. And some people are predisposed to certain cell types. I don't know how to say that, but um, certainly nutrition plays a huge part in that. And it can either, it can grow cell. If you put sugar into it, you can just expand the amount of bad cells you have. One thing that they did point out in the book is that ketones are bad for cancer cells because they can't use ketones to provide their energy. Normal human cells can use ketones. And that, so ketogenic diet would be, I guess, theoretically good for somebody with cancer because you're going to starve the cancer cells and feed, still feed the normal cells. Yeah, right. that's, that's the huge implication of, of all of this work, right? Yes. That basically if you have cancer cells require glucose, sugar, to survive. Yes. And that if you stopped eating sugar and get you, ketogenic, you could starve the cancer cells. Right. It seems it seems like it would it's like a um, it's an easy thing to test. It yes. Se- it like seem- take a bunch of people that have cancer and just put them on the keto diet. Yeah. I want to say in Seafried's book they did a huge study with dogs. They did um they did uh they put dogs into ketosis and put them in hyperbaric chambers and I want to say that they were all cured. I could be making that up. But that sounds I, but, familiar, though. But I, I, yeah, I think there was something like that. I probably didn't read it. I probably heard the story. Well, I'm going to go read that book. But Next. I mean, the, another point they brought up was that you know, until we got Safeway in the corner store, it was probably fairly normal for humans to be ketogenic, quite a bit. Yeah, I mean, you really... would you would go around and you would forage for food or kill whatever you needed to eat, and if times were good, your your diet was good. But if you know, times were bad, you were ketogenic and you, you yeah, know, you were basically you're used ketogenic. to starving. Yeah. And, and, and that's a cleansing. And it's a cleansing. Uh, Gary just put up on the, um, that's really nice, Gary. Nice, Gary. That's an amazing graphic. Gary just put up a picture on the uh, screen in between Bob and Matt here of things that you should eat to stay <laughs> in ketosis. That looks like my diet right now. So, so after you read this book, as a CrossFitter, as a physician, as someone who you, you're you're in a stage in your life where you're really focused on lifestyle, is that yeah. fair to say? Yes. Um, what um, what changes? What what are you thinking? How did it affect you? Well, I mean, I just will, you know, keep my diet as tight as I possibly can. And if I get cancer, I'm probably going to look for somebody who would consider a metabolic therapy. Um, which which is ketogenic diet, hyperbaric oxygen, th- uh, 3-bromoperuvate. Uh, you know, I don't even know if anyone's using that today or not. So that book really did influence you? It did. Okay. Um, Kara, I see what looks like yogurt. It does look like yogurt. <laughs> what are your thoughts on yogurt? 
Um, what are my thoughts on yogurt? Yeah. Greek yogurt has a lot of protein and it's less carbohydrate. You like a regular plain yogurt is is actually balanced in protein, fat and carb. They're like it's like a three Z. It's like whole milk. If you're looking at the zone things, but so it's like a kind of like a meal replacement, just a quick up plain yogurt. Yeah, you don't need to add anything to well, well depending on depending on what's in there. If you get like a good It always looks like Greek it has a yogurt, lot of sugar in there to me. That that's what I mean. Like it depends on what kind of yogurt you get if you How about that brown cow that they have at Whole Foods? I haven't looked at that one. I don't Dude, know. Bailey just bought some like $22 jar of yogurt. There's I it's like there's coconut so yogurt probiotic. So you're a baller. How was it? <laughs> Apparently she is. I was I had my ration it was like a dime's worth. <laughs> just a dollar. Your ration. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what about fire? Faya yogurt. That's oh, is that how you say it? Faya? Yeah, Faya. Okay. I always, I've always said Faje. Faje. Is, is that wrong? I think it's no, no. Faya. <laughs> you can it's, say whatever um, you want, Kara. Cafe or two. Yeah, no, I, I think that's a decent choice. Okay, yeah, good, because I, I eat a shit ton of that. Yeah. I think a cup of it is like mm-hmm. three blocks of protein. I find that dairy doesn't protein. really um, sit well in my stomach. So you don't do dairy? I think I vomited up a lot of it about three days ago. You're kind of you're kind of skewed though right now, right? You're like <laughs> yeah. damaged. Cheese. Well, I mean, even before it, it, like I I think I ate a, a lot of cheese during the break, and it just it doesn't sit well with everybody. Well with Are you lactose intolerant? N- uh, no, but I mean, like, if what does I, that even mean? You, you don't have the enzymes to break that down. You don't have the enzymes to break it down, so it gets in there, and the bacteria eat it up, and they create a shit ton of gas. Oh, so I'm I, definitely I, that. So I don't mind that though. No, I don't mind it either. <laughs> it's worth it to eat the cheese <laughs> and the care. yogurt. I have no, I have no issues with just when it comes out the front. Is when it bothers oh, but me. Haley might. Whatever. But I, I, I find that if I, it's if entertainment, I, gas is entertainment. If I consume a small amount of sugar or alcohol on a regular basis, when I do overdo it in any one of those categories, I'm kind of okay. But if I kind of have a, like a constant hum of dairy, it just does not sit well with me. Yeah. If I exclude it entirely, I feel like I'm better off. Yeah, I think. It's pre- I think it's pretty individual. Everyone's going to be affected differently by dairy. Some people can handle it, no problem. I th- Isn't I cheese just bad? Can you just do a blanket statement, cheese is bad? No, not necessarily. No? Okay, I, th- I thought it was. What do you think? I eat a shitload of cheese. I always feel guilty as shit. Brie tastes pretty <laughs> I good. Think, yeah. I think if you're worried about it at all, cut it from your diet for two weeks and then slowly reintroduce it and see how you feel. Right. Matt, you do that. Have you tried yeah, this uh, Fairlife Dairy milk? Have you seen that I stuff? I have not. It's really good. Is it good? It's ultra, it like a raw milk? It's ultra filtered like okay. the Greek yogurt is. Oh, okay. So the proteins are concentrated. It filters mm. all the lactose and the majority of the other sugars out. So oh, it's, interesting. It's, it's lactose-free, low sugar, very high protein. What was it called? Uh, Free Life, Fairlife Dairy. Fairlife. Uh, Gary, um, hmm. did you see the video I sent you yesterday that that young lady made from CrossFit South Korea? Or is it is it CrossFit South Korea? Oh yeah, she's in South Korea. I don't yeah. know if it was CrossFit South. No, Korea. No, it's CrossFit Tiempo in South Korea. There you go. Oh, gotcha. You want me to bring that? Uh, yeah, could you? Did you did you watch that? I did. Um. So so I was, I was, YouTube suggested this video for me yesterday. Um, I I don't think did I send it to you, Kara? I don't think so. I apologize. Um, did I send it to you, Matt? Yeah. Um, and it's a it's that. a it's a girl's basically journey. She lost uh, eighty eight pounds. Mm-hmm. Um. The most telling part about this video was she's an English speaker. I'm guessing her husband is in the military. She yes. ended up in South Korea and she went to a gym, basically a hundred pounds overweight, a CrossFit gym. They didn't speak a lick of English there. Wow. She didn't speak a lick of Korean. 
and they embraced her and taught her CrossFit, and she lost 88 pounds. Well, that's so cool wow, on both her. ends. It is. I, right. the, the bravery to do that is unbelievable. And the um, there's something poetic to be said here about the universal prescription and the ability to... Are you crying? What you're the fuck cr- is going on? I'm not here? crying. You're crying. The lighting. Um the I'm universal crying, prescription, crying. like anyone can learn CrossFit. You don't even need to speak to someone. You can show them the movements. You can put their your hand on the small of their back, not too right. low, and, <laughs> and and teach them a lumbar curve and, and heels. And and look. Is this her? Yeah. yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, she looks great. Did, did she talk she's, about how she's she act, started? She's smoking hot. Um, like how she actually walked into the door? Did she just you know, see I, it? She, she basically – she. she I don't want to offend her at all, but she basically had some serious issues, and she she goes through these issues. She's she's spinning in her mind about her weight and her perception and her looks, and you know she's she's going through some shit her whole fucking life, mm. and she's obviously beautiful, and um, she had had enough, and so she turned to diet pills and laxatives, laxatives. and oh. did a bunch oh, wow. of crazy shit. How do laxatives work? What, what's what's the mechanism of that? Well, there's a couple of different mechanisms. They're direct colonic stimulants, and they're those, they're basically drugs that just make the colon squeeze down. Okay. And then they're sort of osmotic. Wait, wait, sorry. Wouldn't that make you constipated in the long run? I was going to oh, say. No. I thought it was that. No, it's like way. a toothpaste tube. But then, well, in the long run, yes, oh. absolutely. Your your colon becomes quite used visual. to being stimulated. <laughs> so if you stop taking it, your colon just goes, okay, we're just I'm just going to relax, and you fill up. Look out below. Okay. And then there are osmotic uh, laxatives, which are sort of high-density, big sugars, like sorbitol, that get into the colon, draw a lot of water and stuff in there, and it makes the colon fill up. Mm. Oh. When the colon gets full, it gets stimulated, and boom. If you had to take one for whatever reason, some medical reason, which one would you take? Well, if you're going to have a colonoscopy, you take uh, a direct colonic stimulant. It's a low-volume Prep, By direct, it, meaning squeeze. It squeezes, yeah. Squeeze it, it in from yeah. the. Okay. Yeah. And it don't it eat those, Matt. Cleans out. Don't the drink colon. that. Okay. What if he did drink that? What if Matt did drink that? Let me write that down. I mean, he'd be sitting here right in the middle of a podcast, and all of a sudden he'd say, "Got to go." Dude, <laughs> I, I have a cast iron stomach. That's why I was doesn't so. Doesn't matter. I cast iron. Hit doesn't pause matter. on this. I want to get That's back. That's an awesome story, though. Oh, it's, she's amazing. I mean, it's she's an awesome amazing. story. Wow. Um. So yesterday when we were working out with um. Dr. Bob, uh, the workout was over, and I, we were talking about sickness because it's just running wild. People are puking and shitting all over HQ. Just a lot of sick people here right now in terms of just like, I don't know, I think there was some food poisoning was in Santa Cruz. All of Santa Cruz, yeah. yeah. And um, so I don't remember how it happened, but um, you mentioned um, those watch batteries to me. We were talking about Legos in your house, and you said you didn't have Legos because you're worried about the babies. And I said, you got to watch out for those little batteries too. The watch batteries. Oh, right. And I go, well, I only have those in my garage door openers and my key fobs. And I go, but why is it bad? Will it block the air pass- passageway? And he goes, worse. Well, I mean, it can obstruct your airway, but if it gets past your airway and down into your stomach, they're full of lithium. So you're going to get lithium poisoning. Ooh. And you can get really sick babies and babies can die. Mm. If- why don't you just shit it out before it... Um- decomposes and you get lithium poisoning well i mean what's your transit time it's two or three days in a normal gut depends depend in a normal gut that's right okay don't ask me how i know that (laughs) 
Um, so since I have you here, I might as well just ask you some other medical stuff. I have this. No, um, <laughs> I have a friend who has this. <laughs> Asking for a friend. What about swallowing pennies and dimes and nickels and shit like that? Do you have to be worried about that stuff? No, they're fairly non-reactive. They just kind of pass right through. And they do go nickel. Okay, but so the battery is different. You're saying battery's It'll different. It'll just like yeah. Well, it's a it's a little it's a device. It's got seams that are going to break down, okay. and the stuff that's inside is no good. Okay. So um, my we we have um, these marble games where they're like battery operated you put the marble in it and it goes down like a ramp and then yeah. this elevator carries it up and it keeps kids busy forever and I'm freaked out that the babies are going to get those little marbles they're tiny yeah. by the way and swallow them but if they did it wouldn't be the end of the world they just shit that out yeah okay that as long does, as it stayed out of their airway like, yeah I mean any kid would try to eat that I feel like yeah, it's a little it's all going in their mouth. Well, they're gonna put it in their mouth for sure and swirl it around and do something with it. Yeah, and then, yeah. I you know being an airway doctor, I was always very careful about what my kids put in their hands and in their mouth. I didn't like them putting anything in their mouth smaller than a football. That's good. I like that. Gary, go to two thirty on this video. This is um, I am Jocelyn, eighty eight pound weight loss with CrossFit. It should be a capital F. I'm sure that's a typo on her part. Um, Okay, go ahead and play. Watch, watch. Get ready to pause. Get ready to pause. Get ready to pop. What the fuck is that? That is her kid. Wait. We we dismissed it. What are we talking about? You'll see. You'll see. Huh. Go back to two thirty. Go back to two thirty. This is this is the scrutiny you guys are under every day when you're around me. By the way, look at that. Uh, what was that? <laughs> How do you even notice lollipop. that? How do you notice that? She, this video is, is, is a 10 out of 10. I love it. There's two problems with it. We don't know how she lost the weight. Really, she should be, she did something miraculous with her diet, right? Obviously. Yeah. You're not going to yeah. exercise away um, right. her physique. So she did something miraculous with her diet. But then at 2.30, you <clears throat> see a child's hand put a lollipop in the screen. How, how do you know it's a lollipop? Okay, well, you look at it. You tell me what it is. You think it's a, a butt plug? <laughs> What do you think that is? I'm not ruling out any possibility. Okay, at this well point. let's. We're gonna Gary, pause. Two thirty stat. It could be yeah. a protein pop. <laughs> that was a lollipop. It's two fathers. It like two candy. fathers have have spoken. So Jocelyn, you got to get that. It's definitely your, a lollipop. You gotta. <laughs> you gotta get that out of your kid's hand. But no matter how big your kid, bad your kid throws a temper tantrum, you should not give your kids a big chunk of fucking sugar to suck on. I don't think. Whoa, I don't, whoa, I, whoa, whoa, whoa. Let's, let's just back the train up here a second. You never have seen me do that. Are you going to call me on something? No, no I'm going to ask a question. Yeah. Like, what about like, um, if you're trying to, I know when I was potty trained. A gummy I, bear for a... Yeah, what if my mom gave me a gummy bear? I, I, I do do a gummy bear if, if he poops in the toilet. Um, you don't have to do that. You could get, you could go with like an orange slice or. Um, yeah, but how is that different? That's a huge chunk of chocolate that your kid's just sucking on in his mouth. It's probably not even chocolate. It's probably just. Like, okay, okay, I'll give you the benefit doubt. You think maybe that kid just took a shit, so he earned the he earned the popsicle. Maybe <laughs> it. it was okay. a really big one. <laughs> okay, I'm gonna back down. I'll step down. I think it's a little excessive. No, I'm I'm, I'm, I'm not saying that you're wrong. Okay, I just it's like I'm not a parent, but I it must it doesn't look very easy. And how do you get by day to day without giving, you it's know, something to tempt your child? Very difficult. With? I mean, I watched Leaf Child, Leaf's Child the other day at a party. Her Leaf and his his wife left, and Danielle said, "Don't let her eat that chocolate on the table. Make her cry before she eats it." And she went for it like three times. 
And I was like, tough I, luck, girl. I, I let him, um, so there's, there's times I let my boy do whatever he wants. So like on, on Halloween, he can eat all the candy he wants. But the second he went to bed, I threw his shit away. Or like we went to that New Year's Eve party and he had never had cookies before. Hmm. And he, and <laughs> I let him eat as many cookies as he wanted because they were out. But like, I'm not going to let him. Did he go for it or did he, did he, he did. care? He did. He went okay. for it. Uh, you know, he had two or three. He, but I'm not going to let him hold me hostage at fucking Starbucks. Like you see and kids do this all the time with their parents. Uh, yeah, yeah. And be like, can I have that? And parents don't want to say no because they're just bracing for that scream. Well, you you've just... got to be willing to walk out of the store with your kid. Are you willing to do that? Yes, sir. And not get your coffee. That's right. Walk out of breakfast. You ordered. You paid your fifty bucks, and you don't get to eat because you got to carry your kid out. But mm. be interesting to see if you're still doing this a year from now, because we started out like that, and you <laughs> quickly just find the path of least resistance, and you're pretty uh, yeah. soon you're buying French fries and McNuggets, and you have good kids. Well, I, I think I will have a breaking point, but until then, I'm, I'm, and I know the more you break, the harder it gets. You think it's going to get easier. But like, if you set firm ground, like I'll be, he'll be like, we'll go to Starbucks. He's like, can I have chocolate milk? I'm like, no. He's like, how about whole milk? I'm like, yeah. He's like, <laughs> I just seeing what you can get away with. Yeah. And you start to get in trouble when they go to friends' house. They come back. And oh like, yeah. Bobby has this in the kitchen. Why don't we I had Oreos and Coke while I was there? Yeah. Oh. I'm sure. I'm sure. Yeah. It's gonna it's happen. It's gonna happen. Yeah. It's gonna happen. I'm gonna be Not cool with it. But friends. yeah. Until then, I'm gonna. Wait. So what do you do as a parent? I think you just try to be no, as normal as you can, but you know that your job is to raise your kid healthy, and and, and show him by ex, just lead by example. Probably, yeah, yes. You know? yeah. You're taking handfuls of your arugula. He's gonna see. What that. you don't do is call up the other parents and say, "Please don't feed my no Oreos and Coke." Fuck no, no. Yeah. make your kid you don't want to be that person. No, no. So so you're not giving yourself a gummy every time you take a doo doo. Uh, I just eat his gummies all the time anyway. I'm a <laughs> fucking pig. Um, body dysmorphia, she uses that word. What? Yeah. What? I can't even get my head around what that is. Like, You look in the mirror and you see something different than reality. Like you're on acid? Like, yeah, I guess kind of like that. You're not hallucinating, but you know, you see somebody looking back at you who's got an ugly body, something that's not pleasing to you. And it's a, it's but maybe a, you're it's right. A problem. But maybe I mean, you're right. Maybe your body isn't like like if I look in the mirror and I'm like, mm, oh, poor Haley. You, that's what if that <laughs> what, if, what if what if nine out of ten women think that? I mean, that's not body dysmorphia. That's you're not attractive. Nine out of ten women do have some mild form of body dysmorphia. Meaning meaning that me and you and Matt would think that they're more attractive, and Megan Combe's yeah would think they, that they're more attractive than. Than they really are. Than they think they than are. Than they think yes, they are. Yeah, I mean, they're you. They're, you know, the, the 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 ideal is what you see in the magazine. It's so unscientific. It's um, it's completely subjective, right? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Beauty's, I've, beauty's I've interpretation. I've talked to to girls, you know, bulimic women who weigh eighty eight pounds, and think they're overweight. Right. You can see all the ribs, and they just basically skin and bone, and they think they're overweight. Right. When really they need to do CrossFit. Really, they'd need a cheeseburger is what they need. A CrossFit, then a cheese, yeah. cheeseburger, then CrossFit. Uh, we had uh, Laura Bruner in here the other day. Did you hear that interview? Yeah. And she weighed 105 pounds, and now she weighs 130 pounds. I and know. At 130 pounds, she looks skinny to me. Yeah. Yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a trip. Um, I am, a, I am a, a, a huge fan of Howard Stern and and. One of the things that always bums me out is when he'll, he'll there'll be women on and he'll be like, "How tall are you?" and they'll yeah. be like five five, and he'll be like, "How much do you weigh?" and they'll be like one ten. He's like, "Perfect." I'm like, "Ugh." He likes some skinny. What yeah. the fuck, skinny? Yeah. 
that's like slide under a door. Mm-hmm. That's not even womanly, <laughs> right? I mean, um, I think that's a good show. I think, uh, I think we covered a lot. Is there anything you want to? Um, we talked about uh, genetics and your penis and sort of a whole bunch of stuff in between. So <laughs> right, I, I, right. I do, I do. There, there. I do. I, at some point, there's, there's some other. I, I would like to talk about plastic surgery. It's always a topic. Like I'm, I'm like building confidence to talk about. I have some really strong opinions about it. I don't want to like fuck myself until the podcast has a core group of listeners. Well, now you're getting into my area of specialty. <laughs> right. Um, I want to talk about circumcision once again. Another topic. Like I don't want to fuck myself until like I have a big enough. Okay. Uh, group some, of listeners so I've that I don't some, lose half of them. I've got some thoughts on that. <laughs> I do. Want, I, there was one thing that came up last night when I was going through my news feed I wanted to talk to you about just briefly. Yeah, let's do it. And, and then I want to ask you about atherosclerosis okay. also. We, you know, we talked about insurance companies being invested in the in the healthcare system and being, you know, insurance companies are, they want people to get sick because they make money. I mean, a classic example is this thing that's going on with CVS and Aetna now. So now you've got an insurance company who's going to be in bed owned by mutual ownership of a giant pharmacy chain. So what do you think Aetna wants? They want people to come in and buy their pharmaceuticals. Mm -hmm. So they're invested in people Needing those pharmaceuticals. Buying the product. Is that going to go through? So yeah, bad. it's going to happen. So, so I could be an insurance company who also is invested in these MRI machines, and so therefore now I'm pushing people to get MRIs. Yes. Holy shit. So bad. And that's kind of benign, as opposed to giving them drugs. I mean, that's a whole nother. Yes. Yeah. Uh, so it's going to be it's it's going to be it's a catastrophe in the waiting. It is. Is 2020 still around? That's something that they need to take someone in with a suitcase and a hidden camera. And it won't even matter, right? Even when we uncover, even when even when the the, the full on scams are uncovered, like in um, that movie Invictus, it doesn't matter. Did you see Invictus? No, I get what you're saying. No, they basically uncovered the entire steroid scandal for the Russian Olympic team, but it doesn't matter. Basically, all you know. Mm-mm. Like who cares? Like the documentaries on Netflix, you can all see it, and who cares? They still won the gold, and they're going to be there next year, yeah. and blah, blah. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> although I think maybe are the Russians invited to? They are, but they can't wave their flag. They're they're allowed to wear jerseys that say like a Olympic participant or something like that. Wow. Yes. Yeah. But and they're still juiced. Probably out of their minds. I didn't say that. Atherosclerosis. So when Craig Bax was here, he had a machine, and afterwards he was done. He was showing me this machine. Yes. And about how he could put it on my neck and I could look at a little ultrasound and I could see that like did my, he look at your carotids uh, I don't know if I'm allowed to say whether he did or not because he didn't want to practice medicine out of the state okay. of blah 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 okay. but I want to tell you man do I got some beautiful <laughs> beautiful pipes nice yeah you should it's your nice. age uh, Haley's lucky man she is lucky my kids are lucky um, and then my mom asked me what atherosclerosis was because we had two different takes on it and so I said, oh, I'll ask, you know, she had her interpretation of what it is, and I had mine. So let me ask you, what is that? Well, Atherosclerosis. His definition was, I thought, spot on. Mm-hmm. It is the disease of inflammation of the vessel walls, arterial walls, that causes a buildup of plaque, which blocks the flow of blood. And it's not only blocking the flow of blood, sometimes down to zero, which can cause your problem with heart attack and stroke, but it's also on those plaques that build up, sometimes little pieces will flick off and go downstream and cause a stroke. 
or oh. a heart attack. My mom's nervous about that. She thinks that um, like through high intensity workout that could cause one of those pieces to break off. No, I don't think so. Okay, Craig said he didn't think so either. Yeah. Um, what causes atherosclerosis? Uh, genetics and diet. So if you, is there a diet, is a plant-based diet the way to just completely avoid it? Well, I think there's some science behind that, yeah. Yeah, low cholesterol, plant-based diet is where the science points right now. Do you have an opinion, Kara? I, I don't, again, I don't know enough, but I would say low carb, high fat diet is the way to go. That's what I'm I thinking. mean. Yeah. It, we keep coming back to that common theme, low carb, you know, plant-based is low carb. Yeah, exactly. I feel like the older people get, the more scared they get and the more scared they get, the more plant-based they get. And there's like a cavalierness around eating animals that kind of goes away as you get older. Would you say that's fair? No, I think the oh. older. <laughs> I mean, my impression I that was is, a layup. My impression yeah. that the older people get, the the more cavalier they get. They, you know, I've made it this far. Oh, I mean, right. you know, my wife says when she Carefree. hits eighty, she's going to start drinking whiskey and smoking cigarettes every day. Right. Because she sounds fun. She she is fun. <laughs> um. Okay. Yeah, um, I, I think you're on to something. No, I feel like just my experience. Yeah people get older i feel like vegan diet gets you know sensationalized and embraced i did 10 years of, i did no bacon as a kid i wasn't allowed to eat bacon as a kid i did 10 years of bacon basically as a crossfitter and then now i've cut bacon out and by cut bacon out i mean like i had some the other day but it's the first time i've had it in four months but it used to be like a staple and i'm going just back to like i don't know you think it's insanity no, I think it probably works. It's oh. whatever works for you. Right. I love you can bacon. be honest. You've, I eat, already, I you've already made fun of me a few times. I eat bacon once a week. Easy. You do? Yeah. Oh, but, but, but you're regimented, right? You wouldn't eat it every day? I wouldn't eat it every day. It wouldn't quit tasting good. Right. Okay. Do you, you don't eat bacon, right? Rarely. Sometimes, though. Are you circumcised? <laughs> uh, well, no. Stay tuned for the next show. <laughs> say none of your business. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We're good to go? Yeah. All right. Thanks, guys. Yeah, Gary. Thanks for having great me. job. Good job, Gary. Eric, who? Thanks, guys.